Hello, and welcome to Timmin's Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Timmin, and this is my podcast. Um, this episode, I have a special episode for everyone. Uh, I'm interviewing Aaron um, McDermott on just a conversation that was brought up on my other podcast, my podcast, Timmin and Lincoln Show, uh, which Aaron is a faithful listener. And he had commented on some things in a conversation that happened on Twitter. And we decided, hey, let's let's just jump on podcast, kind of talk about different things. So um, you do not have to listen to the Tim and Lincoln Show to enjoy this podcast. But I think if you listen to this podcast, you might enjoy the Tim and Lincoln Show. So let me just give a quick plug there. And um, we have a lot of fan interaction. And uh, that's cool. Aaron is, is, the, is our fan interaction. It's awesome. <laughs> so... Really appreciate him. Uh, please enjoy this conversation, and uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Okay, welcome, listeners, to a uh, Timmy's Podcast Network special. <laughs> this is uh, we'll see what goes on. This is going to be really cool. Aaron, uh, I have my guest here. Aaron, uh, you know him, you love him. Aaron McDermott. Well, what do you want to go by, Aaron? Uh, it's just Aaron, Aaron McDermott, whatever okay. you want. I know on yeah. uh, Twitter it's something else. and um... Yes, yeah, I never got to explain that. So <laughs> I have another name on Twitter, which started when I was, like, a minor. So on Twitter it's Aaron Comerford. Okay. There's a whole, like, there's a whole long explanation to that. But essentially taking it to the origin is we pulled up a phone book you know, back when those were a thing, and yep. we just opened a page, and that was that was the last name. So it was kind of a way to, like, I didn't want to use my last name online when I right. was a minor. So then I just stuck with it on Twitter because it's like now Jobs can't, you know, look me up on Twitter. Right, and can't find it. It's <laughs> a little hard. Like, to figure. yeah, that's smart. Yeah, you're you're smart as a minor, bro. <laughs> I just put my name Kevin Niff, <laughs> like just popped it out. Um, I'm drinking a Spendrift. Uh, I am fully addicted to these because of you. Um, is that is that a grapefruit? It is, it is. My hey, favorite. I really like that one. That's probably my favorite grapefruit. I yeah. love the the lime black tea. That thing that just it, it hits the jonesing when I'm jonesing for something. It 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 just hits for me. It's, but yeah, it's the caffeine that I'm hesitant to get those because I don't. I'm hesitant to drink caffeine like late in the evening. Yeah. So I I've never had those ones. Yeah, I uh, they're a little bit more morning for me. Five o'clock is my cutoff. If I drink caffeine after five, I'm wired. Um, so I feel you. I actually cut out all coffee. I've for like two the past two months, I've not drank any coffee because I don't know if I talked talked about, it, but like my jaw has been like grinding because I wake up in the middle of the night, and my jaw's just grinding from I think caffeine, and so I cut it out and that stopped. But this past weekend, I I went to brunch and drank coffee, and then that night. Uh, my my jaw started grinding again, so I just. Well, that's not good. But I am glad that when you stopped, that the grinding stopped. Yeah, yeah. It's like massaging my mouth. It was not good. Maybe it's because I talk all the time too. <laughs> yes, shut up. No, it's good. So yeah. Well, um, yeah. So let's let's maybe fill people in about why we're connecting. Uh, one, you're a longtime supporter of the Tim and Lincoln Show, um, an OG, I believe, from like the beginning, really. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'd say probably, you know, the week of when you started doing daily content, because that was the start of COVID. So, you know, there was not a lot to do. Yeah. In terms of, you know, a lot of media and stuff stopped. And, you know, a lot of 
I was still working, but a lot of people, you know, had that like two weeks of, it was kind of unknown. So, right. Stay at home and not sure what the future is. Yeah. You know, the, what was it like stay at home for two weeks? There's like a phrase, you know, that clearly didn't work. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what was that phrase? I know exactly yeah. what you're talking Yeah. Yeah. To oh, stop the curve. about like curving. Yeah. Stop the curve. Some, stop the curve. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But, um, and you've been with us through the highs and lows. <laughs> it's been a journey. Um, you know, sometimes the lows are the best ones. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always think about the ones where, like, Lincoln has to get, like, creative when you're not there. <laughs> but you can tell he kind of just, like, put something together at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's still good. It's still entertaining, you know. Still you got to see another side of Lincoln. of him. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, this one. I, 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 uh, the one where he was like fake interviewing me and they removed the audio. That's still a really yeah, good one. Yeah. <laughs> That's dedication. Like, yeah. The, the way he did that, it, it was so natural. It, it was perfect. And you're like, what, what, what? Timmy, where, where's the audio? It was great. It was great. But, um, one of the episodes, let's see here, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about depression and I was grilling Lincoln a little bit, um, and disagreeing. And talking back and forth, um, and that's kind of why you you reach out to me. I'm not sure if we want to go that route, but you said uh, you commented on the episode that we need to talk that I should talk to someone who has dealt with some of that that deep stuff. Um, I don't know if that's where you want to go, but that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was just so set off. No, I was not. <laughs> you clearly weren't. Uh, I don't think you were doing it to be malicious. Uh, it feels so formal, you know, having this conversation over it, but really, you know, it, it was just interesting hearing Lincoln's side, Yeah, you know, cause he has a, I'm sure, I'm sure he's taken like psych classes and stuff. I'm sure yep. you took like the generic stuff, Yeah, but like he worked at the Bowen center or not Bowen center, um, the kids home. Yeah. The kids yep. home and stuff. It was just like, you know, hearing Tim and well, you, uh, it was just like, you know, to me, clear that you didn't quite have a grasp of it. And I was like, yeah. I'm just going to shout this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I no. don't know. Say it with your breast, and man. Ma- just... Mainly because, like, the, a big reason I'm, like, passionate about it is, yeah, I do, uh, I do deal with that to some extent, like, depression and stuff. Um, and, you know, the more... The more I've like come to and like known about it within the past few years, it's kind of like opened my eyes about how like not a lot of people really quite get it. Yeah. Uh, and I like talking about it because it is still uh, something that not everyone's comfortable with talking about and just kind of yeah getting a chance to share and in a way help people to understand that you're really not the only one going through it. It doesn't yeah. make it easier, but you know, just getting that conversation kind of going do you think it's been heightened a little bit too just because of all this because of covid i mean a lot of people are kind of feel a little isolated more now so maybe that's just me definitely yeah so even at the start of covid it almost was uh it was almost reassuring to me i mean like oh all these people are experiencing this for like the first time in a really like severe way i mean there was a lot of fear to driving that like understandably so oddly enough it was a little comforting knowing like 
all these other people can now know how people who deal with like depression and anxiety yeah uh which they're very two different things that they often are together yeah you know to some extent they're feeling what people feel like a majority of the time the people who have not felt it during yeah and then when COVID mm-hmm. hit yeah i think yeah that's really a lot of people i mean i felt anxiety right at the start of it too i mean i think you're right you're spot on so yeah interesting yeah, yeah so, so like I'm, okay. I'm like terrified of germs anyway so like everyone was you know buying up hand sanitizer i had my <laughs> stock already so when it was out at the stores i already had some so it all worked out that's awesome toilet paper too no that was a little bit more i know for some reason i had a bunch of that nice i don't know i live alone and i i think most of the time before covid hit i would just buy like the biggest roll and then like buy it twice a year right <laughs> so I, I was good yeah when uh, when covid first hit i went to right before literally weeks before covid i went to i think sam's club or costco and just bought because i i wasn't even thinking i do the same thing mm-hmm. just buy bulk and then i don't have to think about it for you're right six months i did paper towels and um and tp and i i rode that wave where everyone else was like going to dollar tree and just trying to buy four pack <laughs> it's crazy yeah. So, but yeah, let's let's talk let's talk about it because I think if if it's okay, maybe I can give you a little bit of my perspective. Um, because I I've dealt with anxiety and I've I've been depressed, but I don't think it's been. I think it's what um, I think that's something everyone deals with uh, to a degree throughout life. And some people, Definitely. for me, I I have not felt it at the level that Lincoln and I were talking about. Um, where you, you know you can't get up at in the morning, and so that's not something that, or can't get up as you know at, out of bed. That's not something that I've ever, um, ever felt. You know, I felt felt sad, and I actually some of the most depressing years of my life were Grace College. <laughs> you know, um, one second, my Bluetooth just got. Can you can you speak real quick? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're going into my... Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> I can't hear your audio of uh, technical oh. difficulties. Um, one like second, one I second. Want, uh, okay, cool. Hear me. All right, we're good. Ale- I, I have Is a Bluetooth it? headphone, and it connects to multiple devices, and Allison popped it on to listen to something. And it, I saw it pop up, and then I couldn't hear you. I can hear you now, though. Okay, that's a good reminder that's to turn mine off. Reminder to turn mine off. There we go, just in case. Because sometimes it does it. Like, if I get a call, it will... Switch over? Disconnect, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I... I was, I was like, I've, I've dealt with it a little bit, but it's not been something that's been deep for me. Like, uh, um, something I've struggled with, I would say. You know, it, there were just high times and low times for, in my life. And mm-hmm. so, you're right. I, it's not something I've actually experienced, experienced. So, um yeah, it would be good. And I think also, if I can speak for Lincoln, I think Lincoln has experienced that to a much deeper level than I've ever experienced it. Um, and so I don't want to get into his backstory, but uh, that's something that I'm sure he is. I, I've had talks with him, and that, that was actually around Grace College too. I think some of that was Grace College as well. But I remember around the, when, when he was coming out of Grace College, just some real dark times. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll open it up. 
Go ahead, Aaron. I, yeah, <laughs> I so, just wanted to yeah, give you a I'm little. Not, uh, you know, I should get this out of the way. I'm not a psychologist. You know, I'm okay. only speaking on my own experiences. Yeah. So yeah, there's like obviously nothing wrong with you know acknowledging that yeah you you felt depressed. Uh, obviously, it's not easy. Well, what I found out was it's not necessarily easy to get diagnosed like with major depressive disorder. So, like, that's, like, completely different than, you know, feeling depressed. Obviously, they can overlap in the sense of being very similar, but one's, like, longer term. So, like, even with what I've dealt with, I was just kind of surprised with how quick, or how they weren't very quick, uh, like, people I've seen to, like, diagnose me with it. Mm. Uh, and then now I'm, like, technically not eligible to even be... Um, like examined to be like diagnosed because I am on medication. So since I've never been diagnosed, I'd have to get off of it and then they'd have to like reevaluate. Yeah. yeah. My doctor was like, here, yeah, just take it. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. I don't care. Like I'd wanted to anyway. Yeah. And uh, then like later I was seeing a new therapist and he's like, wait, you weren't diagnosed and why are you taking the medication? It's like, well, I just asked for it. <laughs> You just gave like, it. Wow. I, you think I like I would know myself to like, you know, go see the doctor. You know, I didn't. You know, I was just kind of surprised with how uh, shocked he was that I was able to get it so easily. Wow, wow, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, wow. Um, so is therapy something that you've done a bunch? Um, uh, kind of. Kind of. I should have gone like forever ago yeah <laughs> um but that was kind of like the whole journey of like figuring it out and it's all kind of a blur like uh it all kind of just mixes together and like comes in and out because i would say anyway in general for myself it tends to get worse in the winter months yeah when it's like dark out and cold and you're not you're not going outside as much um yeah. vitamin d I'd, yeah, definitely. I've heard that's um, really helpful. <laughs> yeah, so like it's hard for me to like pinpoint when it like started. I've always wondered like if school, like going through school and stuff, was just something that was a distraction mm. to it. Uh, yeah, I, I totally lost my train of thought. What was I? Well, you're talking about therapy, so you've done a little oh, bit yeah, of therapy. therapy. But yeah, yeah. I so like where like, you're going too. I, I'd like to kind of hear the whole picture too. So go wherever way you want, but. Yeah. This is good. Uh, yeah. Uh, Did you start? You know, can I like, ask? Like, oh, go ahead. Like everyone growing up, I'm sure you know they've dealt with uh, like being picked on and stuff. Mm -hmm. I would say, like, in my personality, it's like not to defend myself. So I would say I was like an easy target. So I would even say, like, from like late elementary to like high school, that was just like my default of like not defending myself I kind of just like let it kind of like simmer inside of me and like build up over the years I would say that was kind of when it kind of just like the repeated pattern that that's kind of just what I did was bottle it and part of, of that's my yeah keep it all inside and like that's part of my personality anyway it's like I'm very uh I can be very quiet and I'm totally fine with it but like I never necessarily found like my voice to even talk about things necessarily. Yeah. So I think in a way that's 
also contributed and that's just like in general not necessarily with just like being picked on like i i don't think i ever really felt comfortable or was given that space um to like openly talk about anything um sorry mom if you're hearing this (laughs) you don't know this yeah so uh who wants to talk to them i mean not to be me yeah it's like like, i tell my mom stuff well even like i you know, I felt never, like, listened to if I did want to. So, like, yeah, that was when I was very young. So, like, you know, I'm looking through this as an adult. So, yeah. it's, Compounded it's obviously different then. than when I was a child experiencing it. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm sure that was, like, a big cause of my anxiety. And then, you know, I went to college. You know, I was just living my life. When I graduated, I would say that's kind of when it started getting worse. Uh, you know, it's really hard to, like, move away from, like, everyone that you know, mm-hmm. like, at college, because I was really close with a lot of people, and then everyone lives far away. Right. So I'd say that's probably when it started getting more worse, and when I was still in the denial. But then even, like, when I was getting more aware of it, probably, like, four years ago, it was... Uh, I was still like very in denial of it where like I didn't want to accept it and it was one of those things again where I didn't really talk to anyone about it yeah because I didn't I didn't want to accept it necessarily and also didn't understand it like I didn't see it for what it was because I didn't have the words and that's when when I did go to therapy it, it was really strong for me to get like the words and there were terms for things so it was like I felt very understood and it in a way helped me like cope with um experiences that to me were like completely unknown but like hey this is a thing that you know my therapist was aware of kind of yeah they've seen that pattern before and they they kind of say they give you what the words that you're like and and if you've never experienced it or you're experiencing it but you've never heard the term or understand what it is you're just living with it i think what you said at the start you think you're the only person living with it mm-hmm. and that's nice to have someone who steps back and says look you're not you're not the only one dealing with this stuff and this is what i see that's really cool that's helpful i think it definitely is uh it's definitely weird too just talking to someone and being like I mean, they're essentially a stranger, but you're just, like, completely opening up to them about all these random things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just... It, it's odd, because I would never do that to someone that I had just met, ever. So, it's, like, refreshing in a way. Just to know you, it's a safe space to talk about <laughs> yeah. whatever. And the nice thing, too, is... Um, I, I've done... I've been to therapy a couple times, and the, they have the noise machine... And everything he said is confidential. And so they do really do a good job of creating a space that's like, um, yeah, you feel like you can, you feel safe to say stuff. At least that's how I felt. Hopefully that's how you felt mm-hmm. when you talked to a therapist. Yeah. They were always concerned about me, like, not giving, like, my all or something. And I always had to tell them, like, I'm, like, choosing here to get help. Like, why would I want to lie about it? Right. <laughs> kind of thing. Which I'm sure, you know, they see a colorful amount of people right. who aren't really actively seeking help or they're not really fully ready. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they and they want to kind of prod that out of there, and that's part of what they they kind of want to ask questions to kind of prod that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So that it really started happening kind of out. It was all so just a recap. It was kind of something that's been with you for a long time, and it's interesting because um, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but I I met you in high school. You know, I think we've ta- had that conversation. Um, I remember meeting you at high school, and I could see I totally understand exactly what you're saying. Could be picked on. Um, I, I just have this. I'm, I'm like maybe my memory is not great, but I just remember. I remember meeting you. You had awesome hair. It was shorter, and someone I forget who it was. They said, "Yeah, he spends a lot of time working on his hair." And not that that's a bad thing, but that's like that was the thing that they said about you. And I remember that. I remember that so clearly. You know, it's just really that's interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh... I don't remember necessarily doing that or talking about it. <laughs> yeah. It's always I, interesting hearing what other people like say about other people when they're not around. Yeah. I, and I think we had only talked, we talked a little bit because I was going to Grace and a couple other people from uh, down down south where, where, you, where you were living um, also were going to Grace. And they said, oh, Aaron's going to Grace. And so I think I talked to you a little bit. But it was, it was the Fikes, the Fikes graduation party. Yeah. So it's probably Adams. Yeah, it probably was Adams. Yeah, I was more friends with Ben because um, we travel together with Academy of Arts. If you're familiar with that, mm-hmm. and that's a whole cult right there. <laughs> we don't have to go into that. <laughs> it was certainly, certainly something. Yeah, but yeah. So, so you you started to figure out through therapy, you were able to kind of put words to what was going on. Um, yeah, things started like started like clicking, and and if you don't know what, if you don't have the words for, it, you don't know how to explain it. How are you really going to go about changing? If yeah, you're not given that uh, that opportunity. You don't have a map. You know, you have to go to the destination from here to there, but the words are literally a map, mm-hmm. and now you can get in your boat and sail to that destination because you now have a map of what it is. That's interesting. Do you did it get worse? after therapy or did it start to get better after therapy um that's kind of a loaded question i kind of skipped over some things okay in my life <laughs> uh let's see i'm trying to think of like how i want to how do mm-hmm. i want to word it all yep like you know i basically just skipped you know the whole like post-college to today uh i don't know i had a hard time like finding friends and stuff and you know i was living out on my own and you know, I started being, you know, not, not like the super like conservative Christian that, you know, Grace College would want me to be. <laughs> I don't think you're that when you're there, dude. <laughs> no. When they, when they no, saw that ga- that Gaga poster or the Gaga CD, they said, "Yeah, singer." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we pushed the buttons. Yeah, so then like, I don't know. Like, I had never drank before. Which is like crazy to me thinking about it. Then yeah, yeah. You know, over the years, I would say drinking kind of like got really bad for me. Yeah, it like started really like compounding and building, and then it got like really bad. And uh, this part's like, you know, I really don't want to get into it. Yeah, uh, don't in, in that sense. But like there, so like on top of like when my drinking was at the very worst on top of that this like horrible thing happened and 
my friend like betrayed me like in a horrible way and oh. he also worked at the company that I work at oh. he got fired Un- unrelated but kind of related again I don't I'm not gonna get into like the nope. details of that you're fine so, like as as a as like sad as this sounds like in a way he like he was really like a really close friend so like when I when I like completely cut ties with him basically overnight you know I didn't have a lot and that in a way was like a breaking point too so like that's what really kind of encouraged me to like go seek help because it's kind of like really for six months before that I was like thinking oh I need to do this and then in a way I get like metaphorically or whatever you like I got hit by a car and yeah that was like the wake-up call that I needed wow it pushed you um over the edge almost and by edge into therapy you you had been thinking about that that was the kind of the 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 uh, what's the saying the needle that broke the camel's back or I don't know yeah Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying like Mm -hmm. it was it was something like I didn't have the courage to do and then at that point I had nothing else and yeah you know I was fed up with like where I was I yeah so like that's when I started changing like I just decided to like stop drinking altogether Mm. so that's awesome (laughs) <laughs> and then you know, two years later, I celebrated my two-year anniversary by having a whole glass of wine. So you know, <laughs> I go all out, <laughs> red or out white, control. red or white, red, of okay. course. Good. Yeah, it was a Cabernet Sauvignon. That's my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, and and do you think that's? I mean, alcohol really it, it pulls. It pulls you. And it's a fast, it's a fast train down. I mean, that's why I do my sober January, just uh, Mm because that January kick, like when I'm Jones and for I'm like, okay, I need to reevaluate, you know, what what my priorities are because it's a slow, it creeps, it creeps so slow into your life, and then it's like everything you're doing all the time. For me, that's my personal opinion, I personal Mm -hmm. story. I've, it's it's, um, I mean, it's addictive for a reason. A lot of people have issues with alcohol, and uh, so if you're feeling that way. And then you, you put basically gas on the fire in a way with alcohol. And then, then on top of that, the wreck comes and hits. Man. So that would you say that's your darkest point? Was that that, that spot? Or does it get darker later? Or, I mean, again, uh, highs and lows. I would say, yeah, that was definitely, like, the darkest um, for me. And, yeah, again, you know, alcohol is also a depressant. So on top of, right. like, what I already was feeling, it was just making it worse. Right. Right. Yeah, compounds it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Man. And so therapy helped you actually see that and start to kind of step back from that then? Um, or that was just a decision. You're like, this is not good for me. I'm going to stop drinking. I, I made that decision on my own. But it was like... It was just something I, like, had to do. Like, I didn't even really have to think about it. It's just, like, I'm over this. Yeah. I guess I... Now that that I'm remembering, I did talk to, like, random people the weekend before I decided, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Like, I didn't... You know, I didn't tell, like, anyone. 
about like how I was feeling and part of the reason why like being betrayed was so uh so painful was like that night I had like uh confessed is a weird term but that's all I can think of like confess like that I was feeling like super low yeah and then you know just like losing complete contact from that person after like confessing that was just kind of like really awful feeling you broke your trust Uh, yeah trust is gone and so yeah then I talked to like I really no one else knew so uh, I just I don't know why I just start I just talked to like this acquaintance that like, he was in my small group at church for some reason that just kind of happened and that I mean they they were really nice to uh, listen to me yeah <laughs> but yeah uh, after like talking to them and stuff it's like you know I can at least excuse me I can at least like decide not to like drink like in my house because like that was probably like the worst spot for me at the moment because of everything that was happening so it's just from there it just kind of like turned into you know i might as well just choose not to drink yeah yeah because you you started probably seeing the benefits maybe not but you felt it yeah drinking at home home alone is um that can get really dark (laughs) yeah or, you know, drinking at home. Yeah, that is interesting. And then, um, you know, you, you said, you know, when you're younger, you bottle stuff down. And so to have all of that, that's cool that you were able to talk to someone about that. But to have all of that low point and then a close a close friend just turn on you and, and then cut that off. Like, that's such a... You've, so, it's so tough. And you bottle, you bottle that down, too. That's, <clears throat> that's tough, too. I had... Um, I'm going to just... I had a really close buddy um, that it was kind of like he was one of my best friends, and it was one of those overnight things. It was it would led up to it, but I had to I had to cut him out of my life, and it was, it was vice versa. And it, and it was a really dark, uh, not dark, but it was tough. And there's a lot of anger from that for me personally. I felt very anger mm. at at it was tough. how I was treated, and so and then anger just man, that is such a it's not great to have inside you either anger that you know that that doesn't it's not it's mm-hmm. not helpful you know and so yeah so i understand not not to the total level but i've been there where um one of my best friends and we just cut ties because of a disagreement and and uh, um on a deep level where we just could not uh there was hurt there was hurt and there was things that happened so i you know i don't know the situation you're in but i, I have a I've I felt something similar, maybe not exactly similar, but I understand what what that's like. It's not a fun time, yeah. But okay, I thought that just lo- left my mind. Yeah, but like you said, <laughs> it is tough, and you know, doing it so quickly. You know, there's all these. You know, it's almost like the person died. Yeah, because it's like when things happen so quickly like that, it's like you know you still think of random things you would do like you know I remember seeing like a meme and it's like oh I would send I was about to like send it to this person I was like oh wait like I I've set this boundary for myself I can't cross that but it was like so natural it was like oh like 
for a second I kind of forgot about it. Did you have any anxiety around that after the kind of the cut, the cutoff for for my for my friend that I kind of separated with part of ways um, for like months after um, I would like freak out when I drive near his house. Not that I was going to his mm-hmm. house, but I'm driving and you just you feel that. Or I would see someone in the grocery store that kind of looked like them, and in my just like heart would race and I'd feel real sick in my stomach. I don't know if that. Yeah. I think that's an anxiety. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would even say a couple times. Uh, I. I'm hesitant to say it's a panic attack because it never really. Yeah. Really led up to that, but definitely, I mean, there were a couple times that, I really felt like he would like come to my house yeah it it was terrifying and again that was all fear-based yeah i had i had no real rational reason to think that but in the moment like that's all i could think about yeah your mind starts racing Mm -hmm. i one time pulled up to the light and in the turn signal on in the turn lane was there he was this was probably like four weeks after this had happened and man that was like the worst feeling ever because we looked over and we locked eyes and i'm like oh my gosh so yeah you know and you start thinking things like okay is he gonna follow me is this 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 this? yeah so man yeah i feel that so this wasn't really the reason i like grew my hair out and grew a beard but like it was kind of a it kind of like turned into that yeah because like i decided i'd been like debating like at least growing facial hair and I started growing it, and so when I went to go get my hair cut after I had some facial hair, uh, my hairdresser, she said to me that she didn't recognize me, so I was like, (laughs) well, this is almost another barrier that I can set that would at least allow me to potentially, like, leave a situation if I need to. Right. Puts a a little bit of a, is that him? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's cool. Well, I'll tell you what, your mustache is glorious, and it's been glorious. <laughs> I'm glad you made that decision. Your beard's good, looking good, too. So Yeah, it's been fun to try. Yeah. It's been like two years that, you know, I still feel like I'm trying it out. <laughs> it's all, yeah, it is, it's my signature look now, so I can't change it. <laughs> Until you do. Until you have your Britney moment, and you just shave it all. <laughs> yeah. So what I did it is it's good. Yeah. Okay, so tell me more. I, I want to let you kind of just... Um, what are some things that, if if that was kind of the, I, I don't want to say that was the, the deepest part of, of depression, but it sounds like that was a very, I don't, don't even want to call it depression, the deepest part of your low. And um, if that was your deepest, how did you kind of climb out of that? Therapy, other things? Yeah, it was like, it was definitely... Uh, therapy and even just the ability of like I felt like that opened like talking with the people in my song group like I feel like that even just opened another like spot of where you know I wasn't before like you know sharing like a bunch of stuff so it kind of just it made me feel closer to like my friends and stuff so like that also helped with yeah on top of therapy and you know, just like working on like being honest and like admitting that it's okay to like not be in the greatest point. Like I'd say my friends were really great at being really understanding and patient. Um, yeah. With all that. Cause even for them to that level, like it wasn't 
you know, I wasn't, I wasn't like completely like hiding it in, but in like a way I was, because again, I didn't really fully understand it. So, you know, they knew me for years, so it wasn't like a surprise that, an exact surprise, but. um, Right. That you're bottling stuff and this, these things are, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think, I mean, when you bottle stuff, you know, it just sits there and just builds, you know, and I do that too. Mm-hmm. And sharing with people, therapists and small group stuff, man, that, that releases it. You know, it's like, it is, a, it's like weights off your shoulders a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. And not drinking, man, that's really, um, I commend you on that. That is a very healthy thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Sorry, I just, I never know how to take, uh, like, compliments and stuff, so I forgot to say thank you. So no, just blush you. and... I mean, it is a... <laughs> just kind of like, oh, you'll be good, dude. It's <laughs> amazing reflecting sometimes. It's like, yeah, like, that is, uh, that is something, like, I went through and got out of. Yeah. What's cool about that, I mean, it's not cool at all, but you've done stuff that not everyone, you know, in a, in a way you went to hell and back, you know, and that's, that's really cool that you can help other people too. You know, you've seen, you, I'm sure you, you can see, start to see the, the patterns in other people and not that they're the same patterns, but you were like, Oh, I've seen that in my life a little bit. And I've seen that a little. Mm-hmm. And so you have the, the ability to speak to them in a way. Um, if you do or not, that's up to you. Right. But, uh, that's the cool thing about also this podcast is, I mean, this is reaching a bunch of people too. Um, thousands millions millions exactly yeah. <laughs> seven <laughs> not really but lincoln are you, are you still listening yeah, <laughs> drop a question right yeah let us know <laughs> uh, that's that's cool so i think um i have you know i, I want to again let you share what, what anything else that you want to share um but i i may what would you do what would your advice be this is a question for you. I, do you have anything else you want to share? And I don't want to cut you off. Um, you know, as much as I've like come through, obviously it's still like a thing that I deal with. Like managing it is a lot, is a lot better. You know, there's still going to be those highs and lows. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I was fortunate enough uh, never to really go to this uh, place of being like, suicidal uh, yeah. in that sense like I, I still don't know why uh, I mean, I'm surprised to this day but uh, yeah I'm, I'm fortunate for that um, yeah you know I still obviously deal with things uh, I, I definitely learned a lot from therapy and this whole thing and you know I'm still I'm still moving forward with it yeah you it's know, a journey progress yeah it's a journey i know i had a conversation with someone who was dealing with depression they, they they kind of told me this is what they told me it's like a monster that lives under your bed and sometimes it comes out but no matter i just have to be okay with knowing that monster is always going to be underneath my bed and most of the time it won't come out but maybe sometimes it does and so that's what someone told me one time, and I thought that was really interesting. Or locked in a room, you know, it's it's just always going to be locked in a room, mm-hmm. and then, um, so that's not something I've ever, it's not something I felt, you know, I, I, I have low times and high times, but it's not like a, a persisting thing, 
you know, so I don't, I don't understand some of that stuff. And, uh, I think that's maybe that's why I was trying to, that's, that's a little bit of uh, me. Like I don't, when I'm articulating that to Lincoln back, back to our conversation with Lincoln, I, 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 I've just not been in this situation where, um, I can't get out of bed, you know, I just can't. So I think, uh, I think that's good. That's good that you experience <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I don't want to, but I also don't want other people to do it either. I, it's not something. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's. I know it's a real thing. Depression is a real thing. It's interesting because I think um, I remember reading. Oh, who was it? It was a book about one of our presidents, and the way they described it. And I don't think they had words for it, like how we can kind of you know there was it the DSM five that has or the, yes. Yeah, it has all of, and they, they, it's, the, it's the culmination of everything they've figured out at this point in psychology. Um, but what they said is he was a real melancholy man. And that, that, I forget what president was, but this person was, you know, at sometimes he would be real, real highs. I think that's maybe bipolar or depression, you know, it's, it's those highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And so we're coming to kind of understanding it a lot more. And there probably is categories, you know. Um, but there's probably seven billion shades of it in a way too. You know, it's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, and there's loads of different like symptoms that you may or may not have and someone else would. Yeah. Which is you know, which is why you shouldn't go on uh the internet and start <laughs> self diagnosing yeah. all these things because it, it, it really can get in your head. Like when I was when I first got into therapy and stuff it was you know, I was getting all these terms and like, it, I, I like found it interesting just to read about, but then like, there's like, th- there's like certain like disorders or like sub terms of things that, you know, if, if I read into that too carefully, it's like, wait, am I actually, yeah. Do I actually have this? So it's like, you can't, you can't go there. Yeah. Cause you don't have the training, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's then people have lived, you know, they've been around that they've been around people who have actually maybe been diagnosed that and they can see it um like therapists you can, can see parallels in yourself but you can't say that's what i know, have you can't yeah like yeah. i don't know i don't remember the similarities but like i remember reading one time about like borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. and it's like some of these line up you yeah. know but it's but you know just like how someone can feel depressed and not have depression like full-time or whatever like you know it's a it's a similar thing yeah they can feel bouts of it but it's not like overwhelmingly all their life mm-hmm. what would you say to someone so when when Lincoln and I are talking what would you say to someone who who can't get out of bed you know what would be your advice for someone who's, who's at that level again not a professional advice yeah. you know like what um my mind is blank like that's such a hard thing because you yeah. know you want to like encourage them but like I don't think it's like it really would depend on like your relationship with them and like how you knew them yeah or how like where you know that they're at mentally um yeah to some extent like I I really don't know that's a tough one because I haven't I haven't been like that's not really how it manifests in me so like I haven't been there I've definitely like experienced low energy, yeah, and so that no no will to do anything, you know. Like, yeah, I don't want to cook food. I don't want to. But like literally, like in the sense of like staying in bed, I've not 
experience that, that. I'm not sure what. Uh, I think including, I think instead of like telling them something, just like interact with them. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like for me, for me, I don't always want to be like. I don't always want it to be like. Here's the, like, the magic pill. Course of a conversation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, at the same time, it almost has to be. So it's kind of one of those things where I don't have a good answer. Yeah. But don't like, if you do know someone like that, like don't ignore them. Yeah. Uh, maybe like, definitely like still care about them. Uh, give them space if they need it. But, you know, also remember that they're like an actual person and it may take some time yeah. for them they may not have hit their been hit by the truck yet, you know. Yeah, and they don't have to really tell you anything, right? But you can be a place that they can they can share cuz I think you're I think you know, it's not great to have stuff bottled up. It's great to Yeah, and, and don't tell them to just stop being sad. Yeah. <laughs> stop being sad. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. Thanks, I'm cured. <laughs> wow, that's all I had to do the whole time. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just turn Yeah, I I also probably therapy would help someone that can see the patterns in your life and, and help you voice them. I think you what you what the things that you've experienced, you know, maybe you didn't get to the level where you're stuck in bed, but you knew that something was off or so you just was like, this is the it. This is, I have to go do this. And, um, and, and it's scary to like a hundred percent. It's going to take a lot of courage to make that initiative. If, if you want to go, um, yeah. Especially if you've never gone to therapy and yeah, and you're not someone who likes to get feel like I mean some people love going on adventures right but people who are dealing with like stuff that they don't know, they have low motivation to do stuff that's not the first thing they're thinking is let's go on a new adventure you know let's not mm-hmm. and yeah. I think there's still a stigma too that's also a big factor like especially for me like a big reason why I was hesitant was like I was comparing myself to people who had it worse and it was right. like i don't feel like i can like that i am bad enough that i need to go there's other people who need it more right. than i do which you know sounds really selfless but it's kind of selfish if you don't you know you had if you take like you need to take care of yourself and that's the whole reason you know, these people have jobs, therapists, you know, yeah. to see people. Well, and even therapists go to therapy. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I'm one of the only girl I dated at Grace College who was going for counseling. And that was something that she talked about a lot is she needs therapy. She's she's dealing and listening to people and it is a safe place for people to open up. Some of that baggage you have to figure out and work through yourself too with a therapist. And um, she would say everyone needs therapy. That's, what she'd say now um i don't know it sounds like a good business model too <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. i don't want to say that that's not- i've said that before i think it's in a way it's true i mean i've i've heard people say that people go to therapy because other people won't like you go to therapy to deal with other people's issues because they won't go to therapy Like you couldn't hear yourself or, or not, you couldn't, oh, wow. It is, 
a demonic spirit that is taking over. <laughs> okay, I'm back recording. <laughs> oh man, uh, shoot! I knew this thing. Yeah, demonic spirit. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, well, it was good to talk about this. Is there any stuff? Anything else? I want to make sure you have an open platform to to say whatever you kind of want to say. Um, you know, I I'm not. I don't right. think I think depression's real. That's 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 where I'm at, and I don't think it's um, it's not something I want to like ignore. And I think you're right. I think mental health is on the rise. I think that that's our generation and the next generation. Is mental health is going to be really tough because it's been stigmatized. So yeah, what what else do you want to say? Say it with your breast. Um. Yeah, let me think a little bit. Uh, you know, fill up some space. It, it is interesting, you know, at least talking, like, generation, gen, what is that word? Generationally? Like, generationally, mm-hmm. the differences, uh, like, you know, my parents themselves would never admit, like, necessarily, like, things they, they have experienced in terms of, like, discussing it on a mental health note. Like, I only hear it from like the other person's perspective like my mom would say something about like my dad admitting something but i would like never hear him admit that and like vice versa right which has been really interesting uh to kind of experience because it's almost the opposite with people our age especially like with the internet being kind of turning into like everyone's like online journal yeah in terms of like you know people will like joke about like really serious things about themselves which can kind of be shocking yeah but th- that's just kind of how they are expressing it getting it out how they express it yeah yeah it is interesting i think some of that is like the fact that they didn't have words for some of it like it's kind of a new mm-hmm. you know if you felt like that you were melancholy you know you weren't depressed or melancholy could probably be or demon possessed I've heard people say yes, that. Yes, yes. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that say that. Um, Which reminds me, you know, back in, I don't know, it's probably like 19 or 18, uh, I found out, like, what anxiety was from Tumblr, of all places. Classic. And that's kind of like, oh, wow, like, I kind of relate to this in a way. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't diagnosing myself, but... It was, you know, in a way that was even eye-opening to know, like, hey, this isn't just necessarily a, a normal, like, stress thing, if it's, like, happening all the time. Yeah, and other people are feeling the same thing that's really similar to what I am, and it's not, mm-hmm. just, a, it's not just a me thing. Yeah, Tumblr was interesting because it was, like, a free place to kind of talk about. I mean, it was, like, the free, it was the Wild Wild West, Tumblr was, um, in a yes. way. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I know. But I know also there's some negative stuff too where people were like sharing um, just awful things. Unfortunately, you look up certain hashtags and you just see all the self harm or things like that. I don't know if you ever fall. I fell into some of those dark places in Tumblr. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, Tumblr was great because it was beautiful and there's art, art. But I think I got hijacked. This is just me, Tim. This is Tim and Jones. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I don't know. Why. But it is good because you can talk about things and other people are feeling that. Um, at church, so I'm just going to kind of segment a little bit. At church, we talk about 
strongholds. Have you ever heard of that before? Like strongholds. I'm not familiar with that. <clears throat> so it's um, it's patterns of thinking, and so uh, there's a lot of science behind it. Where if you think a certain thing, you you're literally carving a path through your brain, and so it's mm-hmm. a lot easier for you to jump from point A to point C Z. Because you've carved that path enough and you don't have to go point A, B, C, D. You know, that's how our, our brain works. It's just, mm-hmm. And so sometimes you get <clears throat> pathways in your brain that are just, you know, you're, you're thinking, you know, let's say it's you think, you know, a negative thought about yourself, which isn't good to think about that. And, you know, I'm dumb. Well, if you really thought through it, point A, point B, point C, point D, you'll realize in B and C you're not dumb. But at D, you come to the conclusion that you are. You're just jumping through that. And so we would call that a stronghold. And so some of that's just like, okay, this is a lie in my life. And I need to, you know, and I don't know what, what that would be for anyone, but that could be applied to that. And then I just need to create a new pathway. Like, okay, every time I think this thing negatively about myself, I got to say three truths. I got to say, okay, I am actually not dumb. I'm smart because of this. Mm-hmm. I've done this. I've done this. And it's just start creating a new path because your brain just fires between that. So... Um, my church is a little different than other churches too so we don't I don't think that's really been talked about in other churches but that's a healthy way I think to think about stuff you know like it, it sounds evil uh, it sounds like a cognitive behavioral therapy which uh, therapy is not real science is not real <laughs> science is not real <laughs> it's a spectrum no yeah. no it actually that literally sounds like cognitive behavioral therapy which yeah is i mean what you described which is that that's interesting yeah and but put with a like a biblical <laughs> twist a strong a different mm-hmm. it's probably like our church's terminology you know um yeah. but you're probably right that's interesting yeah we're, we're getting taught that at our church which is healthy you know that's a healthy thing I mean, that is a good, good practice yeah because it is you know with your mind you know you can convince yourself of all these lies yeah and, Again, you know, they most likely aren't true. Right, right. Yeah, they aren't. You know, and you spend time thinking about it. You sit there, and I've I've been there where I just spin my wheels like, oh man, this is gonna happen, and this is gonna happen, and this is gonna happen. I've just spent two hours thinking about something that will never happen, may never mm-hmm. happen, but I spent two physical hours of my present life worrying about something that's never gonna happen. Um, when I could have been doing something totally like healthy for me, you know. I also am. Maybe this is a little bit of my my hippiness, and also uh, uh, my life partner, aka Allison. She's big into this too. But like, what you eat, you know. If you eat a sad chicken who's frightened, you're putting that into your body, and then your body starts to like become a sad chicken who's frightened. <laughs> you know, if you eat enough of uh, factory farm chicken, you know. So I, I wonder if it's a lot of different things that. You know, it's just, there's a lot out there. And, yeah, and to, to just suppress it and say, don't talk about it. It's not real. That's not helping anyone because people are actually dealing with this stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and hurt people hurt people, you know. And so that just perpetuates it. You know, so we got to help the hurt people. You talking about the uh, eating happy chickens reminded me. Uh, I mean, you... This is part of my journey. I'm not like dissing you for saying this. Yeah. When you were you were talking about uh, depression last week or two weeks ago, whenever that was, yeah, you'd mention like you know just eat healthy food and stuff. And like <laughs> that was something that 
uh, that was something like that I was like trying to do mm. too. So it was like it was to the point kind of where it's like where I'm like trying all this stuff. It's like nothing's working. Yeah. It's like you know, obviously eating healthy is not bad. Right, but it's uh, not the cure. But it's like, not the answer. Yeah. But like to me, it was like I was looking at that like for like a cure all kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. We're so yeah. You're right. Yeah, I Which, don't think it'll ever be like a one answer. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Like I just, you know, again, I'm not like dissing you or like now that you said it, it's just like really funny because, <laughs> like, everyone at work thinks I am like the most healthy person ever, <laughs> and like you know I do have a very healthy diet, but it's just like funny hearing you when you were saying it. It's like I was looking back at where I was, you know, eating like super healthy and stuff. It was just kind of funny. Yeah. You're right. It's not a. That's not the. That's the solving thing at all. And we're so but complex. It's still a good thing. It's still a good thing. Yeah, it is. I think it's. I think it's like what you said with alcohol. Like you were in this, in this air. You're in the state, and then it. It was depressed on top of that, and so, you know, eating bad, bad food too. It it probably pushes you in a direction that's not good. Now it's not going to pull you out of the, out of the, the darkness, but. I don't know. I'm trying to figure life out too. That's the other thing. I don't know any. I I the the curse of of having a podcast is you're listening to me process stuff like in real time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I go back and listen. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> that was not right. It's not a good process. Sometimes I just try to like rile you up, and you don't take the bait. <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> I also like some of the some yeah. of the anonymous questions. I just think you might like get a thing going. And <laughs> we you don't just it. It. <laughs> It's like I spent all this time thinking about it. We're, yeah, <laughs> I just take it. Like, you never know what I'm thinking about because I'm I maybe talking with a Lincoln and my mind's over here. That I read the question. Yeah. And we've been arguing about this or that, and then the question is this, and I'm think I'm still thinking about the argument. And I'm like, okay, let's go back to that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. Um, anything else, man? I, no, I don't have anything else to say. Okay. Well, this is good, I mean, man. Now I'm just thinking about the random questions I've asked. So <laughs> my mind's completely changed. We should do an episode where uh, where uh, you go back because I think you're the one that changed the cicada or the bug on the on the forums. I definitely know because it, it said edited it's by not air. A bug. Is it like a Venus flytrap or something? No, it's it is a plant. It's okay. a lith hop. It's cut in half. Okay. Well, you gave me access to I some did. music. I, <laughs> well, you, yeah, I think, the, yeah. I asked for it, but yeah. I didn't realize what I was asking for. <laughs> yeah. so you, you can actually go and see, I mean, all the hundred questions or whatever that um, some of them are actually labeled you. This says, and when you put your name, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we should do an episode where you actually ask us the questions again and we have to answer them. <laughs> like, I, have, I have seen that. I haven't read through it. One time I accidentally exported a. A spreadsheet of the questions. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if I had asked one. Yeah. Like if it submitted because my phone did a weird thing. Oh yeah. I was trying to look back. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> well, I, it's you get totally welcome to, to, to. Yeah, it's that's funny. I for the longest time I tried to figure out who it was, and then I don't know. I logged in sometime and it said edited by error, and I'm like, that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> and I still kept on like uh, asking Lincoln if he did it, just to just kind of push him a little bit. But yeah. Uh, that's yeah. We'll have to do an episode or something like that. Well, this is good, man. I'm, I'm glad that we can sit down and talk about 
um, different stuff, you know, it's good to talk about mental health. I think that's really healthy. Um, I have fam- I have family members and friends who have dealt with it and are, are dealing with it. And I think you're right. It's just probably going to increase. Hopefully not, but I think it is just going to increase. So, uh. um, I do have a question about Tim and Lincoln show. If we want to just segment and then in, in there. Okay. Okay. Uh, so this is, I don't know if this is news, but I'm going to be in Florida for a couple months this winter. Um, and what do you think would be, I don't know if, we'll, if Lincoln and I are going to be able to do episodes, but we want to keep on producing content because the gravy train's moving and, um, you know, 30,000 30, listeners every, you know, every episode, you can't stop that. <laughs> and so, right, yes. uh, uh, what do you think would be something creative Lincoln and I could do for that time? Because I think we want to do some like preset stuff or maybe we'll do it. I don't know if I want to do it over the phone. It's just the audio, audio quality is a little, it's just a little off, you know? So I don't know. Yeah, it would definitely change the dynamic. Yeah. So you said a couple months? Yeah, uh, for certain February through mid-March. So like so six weeks. So you're becoming a snowbird. I am. <laughs> you're only like 30, right? <laughs> yeah, not even. I'll, so... I'll be 30 this next year. Yeah. My uh, company. It's a little early. It's a little, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well... Tell you what, I love Fox News and um, I love arguing with people on Facebook. So I'm I'm perfect for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my work is down in Florida, and so it'll be the first time I've been back for uh, two years. So I'll be able to work in the office with people. You know, why not do it during the the worst time? I I deal with the same yeah. thing. Like when when winter hits, it's it is dark, dude. That's when it's the darkest. Um, uh, literally and like mentally i've been you know it's, it's it's tough especially when you're getting only like you know eight hours of sunlight and you you wake up and it's dark you work and you get done with work and it's dark again that's just it's not fun so i'd rather spend that in florida <laughs> i mean hey that doesn't sound bad yeah but to answer your question though like i i was thinking like you, I think you've only done one. Like, I obviously you wouldn't continue this Morris Chronicle, but maybe finding some, you know, other random stories. That, yeah. You know, you could focus on like one story, like as like a as a solo episode or something. Yeah. Where it could be, you know, either you or Lincoln or whoever you want. Right, and then and then make it into a three part or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that idea. There's stories all around us, like because you the time. brought like, you know that, obviously the Smurfs Chronicle was really good, like yeah. especially because you brought like everyone's perspective. <laughs> I really enjoyed hearing, uh, you know, when you brought your mom in, and then I can't. Did you bring your dad? Yeah, in? in the little yeah. room. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a lot of fun, and I didn't expect it to go the way. And my mom never even mentioned the police. That's my favorite part about it. She like in her eyes, her son did no wrong, and my dad's like, "This is the craziest." And then my little brother unfolds like the whole. It was beautiful. Yeah, it happened organically. Yeah, yeah, I want to do that. Would be cool to do. Um, yeah, it'd be cool to do. We don't want to stop making content, but I'm just gonna be gone for a little bit, so we'll figure out how to figure that out. I was talking to Lincoln about that today, so I thought maybe oh, I'll talk to Aaron, see what he thinks. So, um, 
You know, I personally don't find the Dungeon and Dragon episodes <laughs> engaging because I don't get any of the references. Uh, so many yeah. of them were like Goshen, I'm assuming. Yeah, like, they were. There's all these names of people I don't know. Yeah, it's the Yeah. Um, we thought about doing just eight, nine hours of just Dungeons and Dragons for one full day and splitting it up into like 18, 30-minute segments. It would, that would just be awful. I don't want to do that either, but... It is fun to do that, but I don't know if I, I mean, want to record it. To be fair, you were a pretty good uh, is it dungeon master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was trying to tell a story or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, good good input. I'll uh, make note of that. I won't tell Lincoln. He'll have to listen to this episode to understand. Um, so, no, because anytime I tell Lincoln something, you know. I told I told him about you need to listen, listen to Joe Rogan. And he's like, oh, he's listening to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Barely, barely, yeah. Like I don't even think I really. And then he started getting in. Like you know, I see him pop up in the news all the time. Right. I don't like to me. It's to me, even though you know you can listen to it faster than real like real time passes. Like, do I really want to listen to something for like three and a half hours? Yeah. (laughs) I don't have the attention span for that. Most of the things I will listen to are like forty minutes. Right. Yeah, that's so good. And then if you do it uh, times and a half or two times, mm-hmm. you know you can do that a lot faster. I do that as well. Even YouTube videos, a time and a half or two times. Yeah, forty-five minutes. Okay, forty-five minute Dungeon and Dragon episodes sounds good. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, awesome, man. You wanna um, you wanna wrap this up? Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. Okay. Well, and the the end is like super engaging. I'm- so yeah, the, the I listeners will hear this last part. Yeah, this is for Lincoln, Lincoln only, yes. uh, Lincoln bio. Um, cool. Well, Aaron, I'm thankful that we could connect and talk about this, and uh, I think you're, yeah, you you bring a really, uh, well, I'm thankful for you on the podcast. I'll stop giving compliments. All right, you're great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming so and talking. You. <laughs> this you is have good. Beautiful hair. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, this will be good. So, all right, I'm going to end the podcast. Thanks, listeners, for listening. Um, oh, where can they find you? Do you want them to find you? Um, it's going to just be a mystery. Okay. You, you should you should know where to find me. Yep. There were enough clues in the podcast. Yeah, at the start. Go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, submit your questions, and, you know, thanks for having me again. It was, it was great. It was good. Cool. Thank you.